This is episode four with business growth expert, Sharon Koenig. This is Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson. Finally realizing my master's degree only taught me so much, I decided to start on a journey to learn more about what it truly means to be a pencil leader and how we can leave a positive mark on people and the world around us. So each week, I'm going to bring you a topic or a guest that will help guide us on our way to grow and leave a positive mark wherever we go. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. It always seems impossible until it is done. Nelson Mandela. Sharon Koenig is a business growth expert who helps entrepreneurs and business owners stop the overwhelm and confusion with a high-performance mentality and business strategies so that they can launch or scale a six- to seven-figure service-based business. She focuses on the mental aspect of building a business so people can overcome obstacles to create something wonderful. Hey guys, we got Sharon Koenig here on the show today. Uh, welcome, Sharon. So thankful and humble that you're here spending time with us, teaching us about uh, your expertise. Oh, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here with you and to share my expertise with your audience. No problem. Yeah, we're, we're super excited. Uh, if you want, just kind of give an overview of what you do or, or where you've come from to where you are now kind of thing. Right. Well, I am a business coach for service-based online entrepreneurs. I help them with their branding and with their sales. A lot of this deals with mindset issues because mm-hmm. a lot of people are thinking that they can't do it, don't know how to do it. They get stuck mm-hmm. in overwhelm. They get stuck in, you know, thinking that they have to hustle and, you know, really not sure how to organize their day, not sure how to organize their, their marketing, all of those kinds of things. So I help people do that. But um, I've been in business for over 25 years. Some of that was brick and mortar businesses. Um, I had to most recently start my life over. That's Mm. how Fearless Pursuits got started. So that's that's my brand. And it basically is all about helping people go after their dreams as if their life depends upon it, right? Right. That's one of those things where people get stuck in, you know, well, I'd really like to do that, but I'm a little bit nervous about it. I'm not really sure if I could make it happen. So you know, the thing is, is you only live once, really. Mm-hmm. I know we hear that and it's, it's sort of um, almost like in one ear and out the other because we hear it so much, but it's really very true. And a lot of people die with their dreams still inside of them. And so it doesn't matter what you're pursuing. It doesn't matter what dream you're pursuing. You've got to really go after it, make a plan for it and go after it. Absolutely. And I think Sometimes that's what really hinders people have these dreams and passions. They just don't know how to grasp them, where to start. And then that fear sets in Mm -hmm. and it just puts it on the back burner because they continue with what's easy and what's known. Um, And and I've faced that myself. And uh, even with this pursuit of pencil leadership growing this brand, it's the same kind of thing you got to deal with all the time. Um, So how did you, obviously you've, started with your brand how did you kind of or how do you overcome those fears that might set in or or kind of getting off on the right foot 
Well, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it. And I'll give you a little background. Yeah, I was actually sure. homeless when I was 13. Wow. And so I kind of learned a lot from that whole phase in my life, you know, living yeah. on the streets. And, you know, it was one of those things where I said that I would I would never be broke ever again. I would never mm. be poor. I would never really have to struggle. But you know what? I ended up ha- struggling anyway as I went through my adulthood, my young adulthood. And then when I got married and, and thinking that, you know, I had, I would finally had everything I wanted. We had a, a thriving business, um, a strong marriage, at least it seemed that way. Um, and the kids and mm. the thing is, is that it, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that strong. And, and realizing that I had little control over my life. I'm literally watching people, living the life that I was trying to get away from. I mean, certainly there was a lot of drugs and a mm. lot of, um, physical abuse, mental abuse, you name it, all right. kinds of abuse. And, and I didn't want to be around that. And, and I'd always lived that way, believing that I was meant for more. There I was mm. sitting there on this milk carton in a field when I'm homeless and I'm hungry and I'm thinking, where is my food going to come from? What's going to happen to me? Am I going to be okay? All of those questions. And I'd lost control of my life. So then as, as time moved on, I vowed that I would never allow myself to ever lose control, but it happened. And that's what happens in life. We realize that if we aren't doing the things that we need to do, if we don't have the right mindset and work within that constraint of dealing with confidence and Mm. dealing with courage, then we're not going to be able to achieve the goals that we want. We're not going to achieve anything great in our life. We're going to live a mediocre life and, you know, living that nine to five, whatever it is, or maybe a mediocre marriage. And so what you do is you really just learn to talk to yourself. You learn to coach yourself. You learn to go after um, what it is you want. And, you know, it's, it doesn't matter if you have fear around it or not. You really have to believe in yourself that this is what you're meant to do. It's about your passion. It's about your dreams. It's about helping people. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're going to die. You yeah, know? Right. 100% we, chance of yeah, that happening. <laughs> there's 100% chance of that happening. And, and we have to think about that. You know, At the end of our days, what are our friends, when they come to our funeral, what are they going to say? What are our neighbors going to say about us? You know, what? Right what are our our family going to say about us? What did we ever achieve? And we have to realize that our life is about helping people. Our life is about supporting people with all sorts of things with their, their life. Right. Because our, our, our goal, our journey in life is it's a bumpy road for all of us as for our friends and our family and even our clients, you know, we've, we've got to be here on this planet to be able to help people. And that's the end of our days. So that gives us courage mm-hmm. when we start thinking about staying where we are. I mean, imagine you. Yeah. Where are you going to be in five years? Right? Yeah. I know you don't I know. Hope. I, I know where I hope I am, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But imagine know. if you didn't change anything. Yep. Where oh. will you be? Right? Yeah. And will you have helped anybody? Man. And I think that's a great, man, that just made me th- like, where would I be in five years? If I didn't change anything, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be really anywhere different. And that to me Ugh. is more scary exactly. than what I might fail at or what might not happen. 
but if I'm changing things, I know I'll get better regardless. But yeah, staying the same over the <laughs> in five years, that's yeah. a scary thought. That's See, really but scary. that's that's the answer to your question. Right. Okay, so they're really scared about starting a business. They're really scared mm-hmm. about going after that girl, right? Right. Um, going after that raise, you know, yep. well, what if you didn't? <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got to be thinking about that. Yeah. You're going to be exactly where you are, lonely, uh, maybe penniless, you yeah. know, it's, it's not a good outcome. <laughs> yeah. It's like we've always heard, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? Ah, so, yes. I mean, that's right. Yeah, you'll never get any better. You'll never improve or get to a new situation. And for you sitting in that field, like, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine it, just what was going through your mind, but do you remember the moment mm. that kind of changed it for you to, to say, I'm not going to, I know you said you, you made that decision. You're not going to live that way anymore. But like, do you remember what made that happen? There were a couple of things, but one thing in particular, I was dumpster diving because I got hungry. Right. I did, yeah. I got hungry. So there was this Kentucky Fried Chicken store that was like right next to the field. And I'm, I'm over there. It's late at night. And I'm dumpster diving. And there was this gal. She was an employee. She comes out and she sees me in hmm. there and she says, I can help you. And I had no idea what that meant, but she says, hang on. And she goes inside. So apparently a lot of these restaurants, what they do is they get rid of the food. They can't serve the chicken the next day, right? And so she she says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave this food right here Hmm. next to the garbage for you in a bag. You don't have to to do dumpster diving or whatever it was. And I remember just... She turned away. She wow. walked away. And I was left there with the food and thinking that someone cared about me when hmm. I thought no one did. Remember, I'm all uh, alone. You know, yeah. I'm dealing with so much dysfunction and abuse that I'm, I'm right. there, homeless at 13. And I'm sitting here thinking this, t- this total stranger cares about me and I don't have to do this. And I said to myself, look at those people. There's a gas station across the street and they're just going about their business, you know, filling their, their cars with gas. And I'm standing here in this garbage can. I said, this is not for me. This is not my life. This is not my destiny. I climbed out, I grabbed the bag Mm -hmm. and I started walking back to my tent (laughs) for the night. Yeah. Wow. I don't know who she was. You know, I never saw her again. An angel in disguise. Mm-hmm. And, and that just kind of goes to show that no matter where we are in life, we always have the opportunities to influence someone for the positive. Exactly. I mean, she, she could have been leave, living paycheck to paycheck, but she still had the grace and the faith inside her to help someone she didn't even know the best way she could. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's powerful. When we can realize that we can make a difference regardless if we're a CEO, if we're a janitor, if we're a taxi driver, whatever it is, we have that ability to change someone's life. That's huge. That just opens up a whole whole new world to everyone. Mm-hmm. You don't have yeah. To, and you yeah. think about that eulogy exercise I was yeah. talking about, yep. because here's the thing, you know, there's a lot of people stuck in a nine to five job. There's a lot of people who are maybe having anxiety attacks and high pressure jobs, you know, careers. And they're thinking that, you know, no, I I can't change my life, but maybe they, they, 
they want to do it because they want money. Maybe someone's mm. in a lot of debt and they're thinking about, I just, I just want the money. But you got to think for a second. There's another reason why you want to leave that nine to five. Yeah, you want the freedom. There's another reason why you want to get out of that soul-sucking job that gives you panic attacks, right? Mm. Yeah, you know, you want some significance. You want that money. But there's another reason. It's about helping people. For sure. You know, that's the bottom line. Again, yeah. you know, our future is all about helping people. Yeah, but we and- can do that through helping ourselves. Absolutely. And I've heard so many people that I listen to and look up to who are super, super successful. And I've heard them say so many times, like Tony Robbins, it doesn't matter. You've got to bring value. You've got to help people. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, everything else will come. It you're does. putting out the good products. You're trying to help and change people's lives, truly help people. Uh, and, and, and then that comes. And I think that from my perspective with faith, I think that's just kind of a blessing from God from doing what you need to do and helping others. And I think, yeah, uh, as well, it starts with us and just having that mindset to, I'm just going to make a difference however I can, wherever I am, um, one step at a time and, and it will grow from there. But I think sometimes we, we kind of start wallowing in our own pity sometimes and that kind of hinders it. Yeah, there's that. But I think more than anything, we start from that mindset of I, I'm doing this because I want to make money. I'm doing, you know, I just want to, I just want to be rich, yeah. you know, and there's nothing wrong with being rich. In fact, yeah. I think everybody who's a listener, you know, needs to understand that they have an obligation to be rich because then you can help the world. Right. Yep. Yep. But when you're thinking about going after things just because you want something, you know, you're thinking about getting it's not going to really help you. You need to be thinking about what you can give. And that's yeah. where the magic happens. Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. That's my kind of, one of my goals is, uh, I, cause we have school debt. I mean, I'm, I'm 28, my wife and I, uh, and so we're, we deal with that. And, um, she's a teacher and I'm an athletic trainer right now, full time. So I, we don't make the most. Um, but our goal and our dreams are to get to a point where we're able to have those resources to help people because I mean, the Bible says like, it's the love of money. Mm-hmm. That's root of all evil, not money. It's, mm-hmm. it's your heart, heart. And that's what a lot of it stems from is our heart and the direction we have with that. And I think the huge thing with nowadays, especially I see is just the lack of either the lack of productivity or the over-focus of productivity. People are trying so hard to just get stuff done. They almost forget people. Mm-hmm. Um, do you notice that as far as your coaching goes with productivity? Well, I think more than anything, people are not productive because they get stuck in their head. Mm. You know, they, they're more about this task that they're trying to do or this project that they're trying to do and, you know, starting to see whether or not they can actually do it or not is one issue. Mm. Um, but things not happening the way that they think it should have unfolded and then they get stuck in their head and then there's all sorts of fear, doubt, you know, confidence issues. Um, procrastination is huge for a lot of people because, you know, there's a part of them that doesn't want to do it, <laughs> right. you know, even yeah. though they want to make money, there's yep. still a part of them that doesn't want to do it. Yeah. So that's a, it, it is a focus. It's a, it's a huge focus on the wrong things. Yeah, I agree. I think, and that's just human nature. I think we yeah. like to be comfortable, but we have to be able to step outside that to, to grow mm-hmm. and to, to help more people and productivity in general. I think there's so much to it to, to be truly productive. Um, and go about it the right way. Um, and I've heard a lot about, and it goes back to a saying called eat the frog. Mm-hmm. So 
no one's really going to enjoy eating the, a raw frog, but no. uh, sometimes to get to the, the end result, you have to do the, the harder, uh, more difficult thing first. Do you agree from your perspective on that or what's your, your view on that? Well, generally speaking, the way that I work with eating the frog is mm. is really dumping the brain first okay. because, you know, we, especially here, and as we're recording, this is 2019, yeah. you know, and the thing is, is that we live in the digital age and it's very, very overwhelming. We've got our friends, we've got our families, we've got our health and fitness that we're concerned about. And, yep. you know, some of us are a little bit more focused on that. So that means that there's meal planning, you right. know, it, it's like we can go overboard on, on all of this stuff. The thing is, is that it, it tends to get very heavy in our minds. So I like to do the placemat method, first of all. Okay. And that would be to dump your brain, literally just dump your brain, hmm. everything that you have to do. So, you know, we, we have lots of different categories of things right. that we have to do. You know, there's the, you know, you, you don't, you don't want to do it, but you need to do it. Um, you want to do it, but you don't need to do it, you know, and you want to, but you don't want to do it. You know, there's all sorts of different things, but for sure, we have to take a look at that list and see what is the most important thing. Yep. Right. But we, we've got to stop pushing ourselves to be someone else. Someone else can do it first thing in the morning, which is in eating the frog would be great. You know, that mm, you want to do true. that first thing in the morning. But here's the thing, you know, it's, it's your biological. Um, it's like your prime time. You know what I mean? Right. So each person is a little bit different. Some people are more productive in the middle of the day. Some people are more productive at the end of the day. So you kind of have to be in touch with your biological prime time. So ideally, you want to eat that frog first thing in the morning. You know, you're going to have some endorphins. Yep. You're going to feel really powerful. You've got that thing done. And then it's going to clear your mind for the rest of the day to go and do those things. So, you know, that would be great. But right. it's not ideal. We, ha we can't put everybody in a one-size-fits-all box. Right. Right. Yeah. So you've got to find your biological prime time, figure out what works best for you and and sit down and eat that frog. And certainly, you know, you've got to start talking to yourself about why the heck you're struggling with it, you know, yeah. with the procrastination, you know, but we can talk about procrastination. But, you know, and, and ultimately, sometimes people have like two frogs they got to eat, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's like, okay, now which one do I yeah, eat? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, that's big, um, paying attention to like your intrinsic self and like what mm -hmm. works for you. Like, so for right now, uh, at this point in time, I have to get up at like 2.30 in the morning oh. so I can be at work at four. So I don't have a lot of time in the morning. That's when I would usually, I'm a morning person, so I'd usually get all my, um, big tasks done. So the important things, so working out, getting in the Bible, things like that, meditation time, I would do that in the morning, but I, I got to take care of our dogs and eat breakfast and get in the Bible. And that's about all I have time for before I have to go to work. So mm -hmm. yeah, finding when you have pride and time to do those bigger tasks that basically have to be done uh, from your perspective, I think is, is a really, I think it kind of can let us relax. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I didn't get it done in the morning, but that's not my time. Like this is the time I have and that's when I need to hit those things that have to be done before I go to bed type thing or at least worked on. 
So I think that that is a huge point. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much pressure, Yeah. you know, and, and I've been a single mom for a really long time and, you know, that's the thing, you know, you, you've got to realize what your lifestyle is like Mm -hmm. and, you know, just because it works really well for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work well for you. So, you know, stop fighting that. It is a lot of pressure because this is what society says, you know, you, you go and you read some book and it's written by this amazing author and, and, you believe in that, right? Yep. So then you go back and you're, you're trying to apply all these things to your life. And you're like, why isn't this working? And it's because your lifestyle is different than, than the author of the book. Right. right? And, and I can think of like um, moms who have mm-hmm. babies, for example, who might be working. Yep. That's really hard because first thing in the morning, you know, she's taking care of that baby, you know, especially if she's a career mom, she's getting mm-hmm. that baby ready for daycare for childcare, you know, she's got to feed it, feed herself, you know, there's cleaning and maybe, maybe if she has enough energy, she's, she's thinking about dinner, you know, so it's like, really, no, I don't think eating the frog first thing in the morning is really going to be what this person is going to be doing, you know, ultimately she's going to get to her destination, whether it's her office or, or whatever, but you know, we all have to realize that our lives are different. So we can't yep. put ourselves in a box. We've got to release that pressure and that stress and realize that, you know, these are great ideas, but understand they don't always work for each of us. So yeah. give yourself a little bit of some slack. Absolutely. I And I would be so hard on myself in the past. Like I'd have a list of what I, ha- I needed to get done or I thought I had to get done. And if I didn't, I was so angry. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I wasted so much time today. Like I should have got that done. But in reality, there's only a couple of things that literally had to be done that day. Other things need to get done, but there's more leeway. And so learning that and understanding that really, yeah, really took a lot of stress off of me and uh, helped me actually be, I think, more productive. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I know you, you talked about procrastination. Do you see um, certain things that cause procrastination to be more prevalent within people you coach at all? It's fear. Fear? Bottom line. It really is. Uh, fear and doubt uh, is what is causing a lot of procrastination. Mm-hmm. So uh, who is it? Mel Robbins talks about five, four, three, two, one. I don't know if she gets mm-hmm. in a name, you know, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you, it's something you want to do. It's something you need to do. Um, often you really just have to say, okay, I'm going to do this and take a deep breath, five, four, three, two, one, and go. And I love that so much. But, you know, the thing that we have to understand here is it takes a lot of internal dialogue. It takes a lot of being intentional. So that means that's the inner coach in you to sit down and be in awareness of this procrastination. First of all, okay, where is this coming from? So I, I know a lot of people talk about find your why. Oh yeah. Right? Yep. It gets the a little bit monotonous, kind of like, you know, we hear these things all the time. Find your why. Find You're your right. why. And it sounds to be like wah 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 wah. You know? <laughs> it's like I've heard this before and it loses its meaning. But here's the thing. When you are procrastinating with something, you really have to find the reason why you need to do it. Are you going to lose your job if you don't do it, right? So that would be kind of an important reason to five, four, three, two, one, I'm going to do this thing, right? You know, whatever it is, you've got to ask yourself, why do I have to do this? But also remember, too, there's a lot of proof around visualization, 
really proof. There's like um, Olympic athletes who are studying this. We know that the top 10%, the top 1% are visualizing the tasks. Yep. They're visualizing what it is they want to have done. Mm-hmm. And what we want to do, again, this is us being intentional. We want to think about how we're going to feel when we've done this thing, yep. right? Absolutely. And that's really important for us because we realize that the energy that we're going to put into something is either going to be good or it's going to be bad. We're going to do something yep. half-assed or we're going to be really good at it. Right. So that means that you're going to start from an energetic place of feeling good. If you're sitting there thinking, oh, I don't want to do yeah. this. It's going to be such a drag. I'm going to be, I'm going to suck, you know, yeah. whatever it is. You're literally talking yourself into a frenzy. You're talking yourself out of doing it and into more procrastination. Fascination. So, you know, sitting there intentionally and, and visualizing how am I going to feel when I'm done with this task? Yep. What is the rest of my day going to look like? You know, so there's where those endorphins come in. And then mm-hmm. five, four, three, two, one, let's do this. Yeah. And the first time I experienced that kind of visualization or meditation even was in my undergrad. Um, we had a sports psychology class and we talked about visualization. Uh, as far as like the sports aspect from it goes, mm-hmm. but that was like the kind of the first time I ever had really heard it. And man, I loved that class. And I, cause I think the mind is so powerful mm-hmm. and, and then reading up more on like meditation and, and positive affirmations and, and visualizing, um, what you would like to happen or what you want to happen. Um, it's so powerful. It really, it, is. it really is. You know, I think the thing that people really get confused with is that, we think that we're just like machines, you know, and it's all about strategy. It's all about doing it, right? Doing yep. it, whatever right. it is, right? You know, you Nike, just do yeah, it, right. right? And I love that in a way. But at the same time, it's a lot more than that because really think about it. You know, us as humans, the only thing that's driving us is right here between the ears, yep. right? Between the ears. That's our mind. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's your thoughts, And the thoughts always lead you to a feeling, you know, I don't want to do this. How do you feel? (laughs) Okay. You've got to, maybe you're studying for something, right? And I just don't want to do this. I'm tired. I've been working all day. I'm a single mom or whatever. I'm going for my college degree and I'm tired, you know, and I know I've got to take care of the kids and I don't want to do this, but I've got this essay, you know, and it's what you need to be doing is focusing in on how you're going to feel. So if you're sitting here talking yourself like, oh, I'm so tired. How do you feel when you're tired? You feel like you don't want to do it, right? Yep. Let's put a different thought there. Like, I want to do this because this is going to be a wonderful future for myself and my children. Now, how do you feel when you say that? I'm going to do this because I want more control over my life. You feel empowered and then you can do this thing. So it's really important for us to understand. It's not about the strategies. It's not about all of that. It's not about us being machines. It's about (laughs) us being thinking, feeling humans where we need to take proper action, you know, inspired action to have an outcome that's going to be ideal for this thing that we're trying to do. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's such a, it's such a game changer because once you start changing your thought process and direction of where those thoughts are going, I mean, it really just, I mean, stress kind of goes away. I mean, you're still going to have stress obviously, but 
it helps with the stress. It helps with how you see yourself, how you see other people, mm-hmm. even how you come off to other people because you have a different kind of aura about you. Like, you. and so it's just, it really will change that procrastination state and help you become more pro- productive um, with doing that. And and I think it opens up a whole new ball game for people, whole new set of doors open up when you have that positive direction and mindset. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I mean, we can sit here and talk about, you know, how to, how to get out of procrastination, you know, stop multitasking, you know, put a sign on your door, tell people to, you know, what, whatever it is, you know, those are, those are just strategies. But the bottom line is, is we still have to work within our minds and how we're Mm -hmm. feeling about something. Yeah. Now, if you could say there's three things to help you with your mindset to get it focused right in a positive setting, what would you Uh, suggest people do to try to get that positive mindset going better so positive mindset for a setting to get something done is that what you're thinking yeah just maybe to be more productive like how can they instead of having that fear and those uh, I don't feel like doing this thoughts how can they refocus what would be three things I know you mentioned like the breathing earlier I didn't know if there's anything else well you know I think the thing is is that you want to make sure that it's quiet Mm. Right. And you want to, you want to feel good. So do things that feel good. So music is something I think that a lot of people discount and I know it, maybe it sounds like something that's too easy, but it's really important. So I, you know, you want to have like a quiet place where there's like no distractions, those kinds of things and have that music where it's like, no lyrics, something Mm. that's calming, something that's soothing, because it's going to change your physical state. Now, I was, I was trained by Tony Robbins and Chloe Madonna. So I I am familiar with a lot of that with physical Mm. state. It's Mm -hmm. really important for us to be in the right physical state. So your body is the language of your subconscious mind. So when your body is not feeling good, or you're feeling low, you're feeling depressed, you know, literally like holding your shoulders forward, Mm. Um, you know, where, you know, you're feeling anxious, you know, those kinds of things, it's not going to help your mind be in a productive state. So that's why it's really important for us to set up our environment around us where it's going to help us be productive. And music is a major part of that. So sit down there with your music and, you know, you've got your list of things that you need to do. And then you're, you probably could write down why you're doing this. You know, what reason do you need to do this task? You know, why is this so important? So I love scripting. I love journaling. And then some people have some sort of aversion to this, but it's, it's really important when we think of us as human beings and how we learn, we learn by visual, we learn, we learn by audio, we learn by tactile, right? So Mm -hmm. this is important for us to write down, why are we doing this? Why is it so important for me to do this project? And so this is something that you are going to see, right? Mm -hmm. It's something where you're writing it down. You could read this out loud, right? If you really needed that push, I mean, like you're really, really scared about something. I don't know what it could possibly be. Or maybe uh, talking in a meeting. Yeah. Um, Because a lot of people are very fearful about talking in a meeting, going and standing on stage, networking. Mm. Networking is something, you know, it can really build a business. It can really help you move 
fast in a business. Um, but yet it's something people are very fearful of. So sitting down and, and like really thinking about why you need to do this is going to put you in the right mindset. And then as I was talking about before, is, you know, really visualize you know, um, how you're going to feel when you're done with it. But those things I think are, the, are probably the most important things is really getting things out of your mind onto paper and helping you just visualize getting it done. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, definitely being able to write it down and see it both at the same time really, I think, hits it home, sends it home hard and, mm-hmm. and really helps you kind of uh, grasp it and believe it almost. Um, well, that's awesome. So yeah, it's going to help you with fear. I think a lot, I think too, yeah. you know, you know, not, not having, not being prepared, you know, so planning ahead would be really good too, because I think when, when you are not prepared for something, you show up in fear. So I think right. when you are literally planning it, um, you know, and, and, going through that process, the step-by-step process of having it done. And, and I've even like with some of my launches, for example, I'll launch um, a group coaching program and I will write down the list of every single step that goes into it. And I'll do it numerous times. Mm-hmm. So just, just literally just writing like bullet points, you know, right. needs to be done is something that helps me wrap my mind around it. It helps me feel really, really prepared for it. That helps me feel confident to step into that. Literally, it's it's like finding that future you. Hmm. you know what I mean, you have, yeah. to, you have to say, okay, who who do I need to be tomorrow or next week when I launch this this program, or who do I need to be to be um, dynamic in this this uh, corporate meeting? Who do I need sure. to be to write this book? Right. So you have to ask yourself who you need to be, and then you can start being that person and that helps you prepare. It helps you with your physiology, helps you with your mind, move into a more confident place so that next week you can do this thing. Absolutely. Those are, and those are some powerful, powerful things that we can start doing today. And that's the cool thing. It doesn't take anything, uh, just you and, and yourself and that's it. And uh, just so much good information. Um, Again, so thankful that you're here sharing with us so we can learn uh, from you. Um, we, I've been trying to end shows with five questions that go along with pencil leadership. So the traits of a pencil leader. So the first is a pencil. Um, its purpose is to write, but it can't do that unless it's held by someone else. So is there a person or two that has come alongside you and mentored you or been a catalyst for you to get you to where you are today? A person. Hmm. Wow. Um, hey, maybe in a negative way. <laughs> well, that happens too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I, I saw people, so my, my marriage was a 20 year marriage, loveless marriage. Mm. And you know, there was nothing, he, he was good to me. He was just, he didn't love me. And he, mm. he could speak maybe 10 words to me in the whole day. And that was pretty much it. But yeah. you know, he didn't, he didn't embrace life. Mm. And so it was through watching him. It was through watching uh, friends and family and people just literally wasting their life away who enabled me to hold the pen pencil I guess in this case <laughs> to be very powerful to write out a different future for myself so that I wouldn't fall into mediocrity so it was yeah. it was really the what people were showing me 
hmm. in their own life that yeah. made me be able to be a leader in my own life. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's so cool to just see where you've come, which is awesome. Mm. Uh, so the second point, kind of along that same line, pencils obviously have to be sharpened uh, to be able to write, to leave that mark. Um, and and you discuss, I'm guessing, unless there's another one about a time that was painful, that was rough for you, that changed you and, and molded you into who you are today. Probably the divorce. Well, the oh, day yeah. that we, yeah, the day I got courage to mm. say, you know what, I am going to die uh, <laughs> without having any love. <laughs> I have to do something here. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't believe that that was going to be my future. I had to mm. do something and say, okay, I've got to take control of this. And, and so I got the strength to ask for the divorce. Mm. And that was when I, I actually started my skin spa, okay. and I, I started a whole new future with that. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, just getting the courage. It's so that's so huge just for people to have courage on whatever they're they're fearing. Uh, I looked at my future. I said, Nope. Right. <laughs> I don't want that future. Yeah. And and again, the next one is so pencils have erasers obviously to fix mistakes that might happen along the way. Um, has there been a mistake that you've made uh or been a part of um maybe more outside your marriage or something else that, that kind of led you to where you are? helped you grow? Gosh, that's a good <laughs> question. It was something I'd like to erase. You know, it's funny because, you know, you think about all of the things that happened to us and we would love to probably brainwash ourselves, hypnotize ourselves <laughs> and say that never happened. <laughs> you know, um, I suppose, you know, some, I've been sort of, a, uh, what would you call it? A, a digital nomad for the last couple of years. So since, since I separated and divorced Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's not all as cracked up to be, you know, so I, although I, I, I think that I had to go through that journey to actually end up where I am at now. I I actually met my soulmate a year ago. Awesome. So had I not gone through that journey, Mm -hmm. then I would never have met him. Right. But, um, you know, it was a journey that was very stressful and I wished I could have erased some of it. But as I say, I needed to do that to be here where I'm at. For sure. Yeah. And sometimes like we erase mistakes, we write with a pencil, but uh, the indentation is still kind of there. You're able to get rid of the mark, but you could still kind of see what was there before. So I love that too, because I know I think we need to remember where we come from. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. We can't forget that because that's what makes us who we are. That's very humbling yeah, in my case. Absolutely. Yeah. So the fourth thing out of five with pencil leadership is a pencil along its life gets scarred, nicked up on the outside because of the use. But the most important thing is the inside, the lead that leaves the mark. So from that regards, is there something, a value, uh, a trait that you focus on that's super important that you would not waver from, um, some sort of character trait? Absolutely. And, and again, I've built my business around this. So Fearless Pursuits, remember, mm, it's about yeah. going after your dreams as if your life depends upon it. So what does it take to do that? And it is 
commitment mm. and dedication. You cannot waver from that. That is something that is going to lead you throughout your life. Um, you've got to be absolutely dedicated and committed to it, even when you feel like giving up. Because believe me, you know, being a single mom and mm. struggling sometimes, I mean, I remember the last $25 in my bank account, I wanted to give up. But yeah. it's like, no, you can't. You know, someone needs to hear your message. Somebody needs your empowerment. So I keep going. That's and that's awesome. the dedication and commitment. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love just through these interviews that I've done with people, just their answer to that. And it's always, most of them have been all different. And so yours has been different and it's it's just as strong and just as awesome to hear. So thank you for that one. And the last one kind of plays close they've all kind of played close to each other with your answers but uh the last one is a pencil obviously is made to leave a mark that's his purpose um what would you say your purpose is in leaving a positive mark on the world well i think it, it again it has to do with letting people know that it doesn't matter where you come from it doesn't matter if you are a woman it doesn't matter if you're broke it doesn't matter if you're black it doesn't matter you you have something of value to offer people you have Absolutely. a dream inside of you and you need to go out and share your dream with the world you can't die with it inside of you no and that's that's huge yeah and i so many people i think do and um that's a shame but it is again we appreciate all your knowledge uh, that you shared with us today, Sharon. And um, we hope that those listening can take something from it and start to change your life for a positive direction. Um, Sharon's information and everything will be in the episode description below and you can check out more of what she's doing and, and maybe uh, get involved and follow her. And um, again, Sharon, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and are able to take something of value from it as well. If you did enjoy it, share the link on social media and tag Pencil Leadership or myself. Send me a message. Love to answer questions or take ideas for topics on how to improve the show. Also, be a difference in someone else's life today by texting them this link, sending them this link so they can... Uh, reap the benefit of listening to all this information we can all take this information and use it to be better pencil leaders to make a positive mark on the world and if you could head on over to apple Podcasts and leave a review um, and subscribe if you like the show i really appreciate it it means a lot to me thank you so much for the love and support by reviewing and subscribing i hope you took good notes now let's go out and be pencil leaders